Welcome back to the huddle. Joining us in the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, Glenn Mason. Go for football coach, of course, Big Ten Network, and much more. And it's a tough week as uh, the loss of Marion Barber the uh, third. Coach, I, I was thinking, of course, I'm sure not nearly as much as you have the memories that you have of him, but one of them that I have distinctly that I remember was he and Lawrence Maroney were not just good friends, but they they would they would tootle around on those scooters. And and I can remember when you saw it the first time how it got your attention because you just saw your entire backfield and your season flash before your eyes and them having to tell you, well, we know how to do this, Coach, we'll be okay. And I know there's a lot of memories, but I just thought of that amongst the many uh, that as we've, we've recalled his life. And I know you've got many, many more, but do you recall that time? Do I recall it? I mean, you talk about a season go before your eyes. How about a career? But, uh, you know, I, I laugh about it now. I wasn't laughing when I saw it. You know, those two guys, they were great football players and uh, characters in their own right, but great kids. You know, they, they, they're always joking around with me and, and doing things, but it was after practice one night. And, after I was leaving the office, I, I, I was sitting at the light, and all of a sudden, there they go, Maroney driving, Barber on the back on a scooter, uh, no helmets, uh, no nothing, and, and flying down there. And, I, and I, as I recall, they went kind of like right through the red light. And, you know, my my first inclination was to chase after them and, and kind of chew them out. But I, I just sat there and shook my head, and I said, you know, if you – Told people this, they wouldn't believe it. <laughs> hey, Coach, it's Pete Jerry, and I just wanted to ask you a little bit more about Marion, the, the the high school kid, because you know I've I've heard you talk about him in the past, and it's amazing to me that he didn't get as many offers as people probably would have expected, and particularly as a running back. And and so tell us a little bit about the story. I know he had a lot of interceptions uh, as a senior. And Joe Maurer was uh, was one of the guys, so not a bad player to be able to, to get a couple of picks off of. But what was it about him that, that you think uh, a lot of people just sort of thought he was more of a safety, including maybe the University of Minnesota? Well, Pete, good talking to you. And, uh, you know, the uh, I'd like to t- be able to take credit because I saw something in Marion that other people didn't. But you're right, he He's playing for Brad Anderson out there at Wyzetta High School. And, you know, that's where I live, uh, in kind of my high school, you'd say. And uh, um, go through recruiting, and really there's no one recruiting, including the Gophers. We're not recruiting them. And it's mm-hmm. toward the end of recruiting, and, and um, the reason we got involved, I, I knew his dad from when he came out of Detroit and went to Minnesota. I was at the University of Illinois, and we were recruiting him. And, in fact, his high school name, I'll never forget, was Barbecue, his nickname. And <laughs> he had a great career at Minnesota. So one day in a, in a recruiting meeting, I just said, uh, I just brought up, I said, uh, uh, tell me about this Marion Barber kid. And Gordy Shaw, who recruited out there, was really an excellent assistant coach and recruiter. He said, you know, he, he's really a good high school player. He's this and he's that. He's just not a Big Ten player. So I said, well, let's just throw the film on him and just watch to make sure. I think it's a travesty if you if you if you miss on a guy that in not only in state but son of a former player, great player. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're watching the film, and um, so I like to play devil advocate sometimes. So I said, geez, I said, 
you know, maybe we recruit him as a defensive back. And if you remember, David Gibbs was my coordinator and, and secondary coach. And he says, what do you see in this kid that you think he could play defensive back? And I said, well, I don't know. I said, he inter- he intercepted Joe Maurer. No one else did. I said, you know, maybe he has a chance. Well, I kind of got in an argument with David Gibbs over, over the kid. And uh, and he finally said, hey, listen, we're wasting our time. We're not going to recruit this kid. And I said, says who? He says, says me. I'm the defensive coordinator. And I said, well, we're going to recruit him. Says me, the head coach, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I, we called him up. We brought him in. And we told him we wanted to bring him as a defensive back. And he didn't want to hear it. And he didn't take the scholarship, even though um, uh, he had nothing else going. And I told him, hey, we're limited in scholarships. And. I don't know. We filled up on defensive backs. We were going to take two that year. And then I, I ran into his dad, talking to him, and I said, what does Marion have going? He said, not much. He said, he'll probably end up coming with you guys as a walk-on. So <laughs> I went back, and I, I said to the staff, I said, you know what? We're going to take a third defensive back. I'm going to try to convince Marion to come here, and which Gibbs didn't like. And I called him <laughs> up, and I, and I said, you know, Marion, come on. You know, you should. So he took the scholarship. Uh, a smart move. But then in the mm-hmm. spring, he came in uh, before he, he, he came to school. He was still in high school. And he said, Coach, I got a favor to ask. And I said, what's that, Mary? And he said, I know you don't think I can play running back. Just give me a chance. And after one year, if I can't play running back, I'll play with any position you want. I said, what do I got to lose? I said, he's not going to play the first year anyway. I said, sure. <laughs> well, he came in and literally the first practice, about a half hour into practice, Vic Adderley, our running back coach, came running over me and said, hey, we made a mistake on this barber kid. He can play. <laughs> and not only could he play, we played him the first year and he gained 1,000 yards. But the, the most enjoyment I got at, out of that, uh, uh, Pete, was mm-hmm. years coming every once in a while uh, in a staff meeting, I would say to David Gibbs, I'd say, Gibbs, <laughs> now tell me again, why did you think that kid couldn't play defensive back for us? <laughs> Truly a great player. Can you stay on with us for a quick break, Coach? Sure. Yeah, too good of stuff. Uh, Remember the life of Marion Barber and then some with head coach Glenn Mason. Stay with us. You're listening to The Huddle. Welcome back to The Huddle. Glenn Mason, nice enough to stay with us for an extra segment. Pete Nigerian and Mike Max with you. Uh, Remember the life of Marion Barber and... uh, uh, and much more, Marion Barber the third, who passed away this last week. Obviously, had a great Ooh. career with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Co- Coach, how does it strike you uh, when you get news like that, and and uh, all of a sudden somebody calls your text, yeah, and you know none of us are ever ready for it. Uh, but 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 for you, how did it hit you, and and what happens then? There uh, is there an outpouring of communication between uh, uh, the, the coaches that you coached with and the players that played for you. Yeah, I, I guess I describe it. It kind of hit me like a, a ton of bricks. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Mike and, and Pete, I'm getting that vintage that uh, uh, it seems like every month goes by and I hear some bad news about a player that I, I played with either in high school or, or college. And uh, and the same thing happened a week ago. But when you get news about a, a former uh, player that you – had the opportunity to coach and recruit uh, like Marion Barber and also a guy that you you really, really liked. I mean, you know, any coach that tells you that you like all the players the same is lying to you. You like some others uh, better than others. That's just, that's just natural. Um, but, you know, when you 
you take a guy like Marion Barber, fans, they got to see him play 11 times a year, either in person or on TV or listen on the radio to, to him play, and they know him as a player. But as a coach, uh, you see that guy over a four-year period literally every day. And so the first memory goes back to the, to, to the person, to the kid, you know. And he was such a great kid that I really liked that, you know, the difference was you felt like you lost somebody in, in your family. Uh, yeah. And I didn't think about his great runs and great players and, and plays that he made and all that kind of stuff. I I thought about that kid walking down the hall with a smile on his face and, uh, um, you know, and joking around with him and sitting down at a training table and talking with him. And you think back to the, the time that you got to know his dad, Marion, and his mom, um, uh, Karen, when you were recruiting him, you know, the whole family. Um, so it was it was really a tough situation. And, you know, the follow-up, the, man, the phone starts ringing off the hook from former players and former coaches and, and also people like you, Mike, you know, media types that, you know, want to talk about Marion. Well, and, and and I'll tell you, Coach, I, I totally agree with you. And I I, I did not know MB three. Um, unfortunately, I got a chance to watch him. I loved watching him. I always, you know, I always look at the guys on the sidelines when they come off the field, whether they score a touchdown or maybe they had a fumble or whatever. But he had that electric smile. You know, he 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 just had that that kind of a personality that people. I think just gravitate to, and, you know, his father, I, I got to know him pretty well and, 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 and love him to death. And, you know, you put yourself into position where you're almost looking at, at a player, you know, going down like this and you, you think to yourself, you know, as a father, gosh, that, that could be me. And it, I think that's what's so heartbreaking because, you know, you just, it's just not anything any of us can really wrap our arms around as, as well as we, we, we think we could or, or would like to be able to, we just can't do it. And I know how, how difficult and how frustrating and, and sad this whole thing is. But, Coach, tell us a little bit more about the player then on a more upbeat note. Uh, how was he possibly a fourth-round pick when, when he ends up being one of the great running backs in the NFL, but certainly with the Dallas Cowboys? The guy has 47 touchdowns in his career. It just seems like he gets he was getting overlooked, not just coming out of high school, but maybe even coming out of the University of Minnesota. Yeah, well, I, I think I can explain that, Pete. I think that's a great point. You know, he wasn't even thinking about uh, coming out early and wasn't on anybody's radar. He still had a year left. And then we played the University of Alabama in the bowl game. And they, had a, <laughs> they had a great defense, you know. Yeah, and, Shoes, I, remember, uh, I was at the game that day, and it was, it was Barber's Day, but go ahead. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. Barber's Day, but it didn't start off great, Mike, if you remember – uh, yeah, the first time he carried the ball, he fumbled it, you know, coming out and, and right off their goal line. And, and they recovered and they and they scored. And if there's anything I couldn't stand more than that was fumble. But I can still remember Marion running toward the sideline. And, and I'm not going to say I was going to get on him, but I would have been real happy, you know. And he got to me and he, had, he looked at me and he, and he had a big smile on his face. And he said, don't worry, coach, I got this. And I said, you know, I mean – and he ends up being the most valuable player of the game. And and literally, he tore him up. And I think at that point that the NFL people all looking, because they knew the caliber of the Alabama defense, they said, wait a minute. And that's when they started talking to him. So I think to answer you why he became a fourth-round pick rather than higher, uh, because he got on everybody's uh, radar late. 
I remember the day, the draft day, when my phone rang and it was Bill Parcells with the Cowboys. And he said, hey, I got a question for you. He said, you know, we're looking uh, to take a running back uh, that, you know, could play eight, ten plays a game. Uh, you know, a tough kid that also be a special teams player. Um, but, uh, you know, a good kid that loves football. Is Marion Barber that kid? And I said, absolutely. And boom, next thing you know, the Dallas Cowboys took him. Uh, and then he, you know, went down there and played for him. And then the, the next feedback I got, I ran it to Jerry Jones in Dallas, the owner of the Cowboys. And I walked up and I introduced myself. And he said, oh, my God. He said, uh, he, that was a steal in the draft. We love that kid. The next uh, interaction was, uh, oh, probably about six months ago. I was in Florida. And who did I run into was Bill Parcells. And he was with a bunch of people, and, and, he, and he introduces me to everybody. And he, start, he says, this guy sent us Marion Barber, a complete yeah. football player. He says, I want to tell you, he was a throwback. He was what football players are supposed to be. And then and, and you can see some of the comments from Coach Parcells now echoes those sentiments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coach, you know, the one thing that I know, when it was Maroney and Barber together, um, you know, a lot of times that position, that's your rival as much more than a teammate because you're all vying for uh, carries and you want to impress the scouts. Uh, those two, how did they bond and stay unselfish through that? Well, if the, that's one of the things I laugh about. Because, you know, I used to get the question all the time, who are you going to start, uh, Barber or Maroney? And I said, does it matter? Well, in practice, <laughs> those guys would be out there and they drive me crazy because – They'd say, uh, you take it. No, you take it. No, you take it. You take it. You get in there. No, you get it. And back and forth, I said, I said, you guys are driving me crazy. And, you know, the, after a while, you start thinking about, wait a minute, if you can only play one, why don't you play both? And that's why we started at times putting them both in the backfield, but putting Marion out as a slot receiver uh, yeah. and did it that way because he could play slot receiver, but Maroney couldn't, you know, and he was very effective in that right too. He was he, you know, he he could have played. He played running back. Could have played a slot receiver. He could have played defensive back. He was a truly gifted football player. Uh, Coach, well, appreciate it very much and sticking around with us for a little bit longer because it's um, it's a tough week. But you've got more perspective than anybody on it. Thank you so much for giving us some time today. No problem. I, you know what? You two guys, two of my favorites, Mike Max. Pete and Jerry. The only thing I don't like about Pete and Jerry was when I, I was the uh, assistant coach at Ohio State. We had to try to block him. Easier said than done. Yeah, for That's sure. Really we appreciate coach. that. <laughs> but you still won those games. Yeah, well. yeah you did. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it okay. very much. Come Glenn on, Mason giving us some perspective. And uh, uh, Pete, you know, obviously you might not have known Marion Barber the third, but you know the Gopher family, etc. And 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 you know, uh, you know, you lost a, a brother to uh, ALS, and 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 th- mm-hmm. you know things where they there, there's a, you know, they they would think there may be a connection between football and that. And I'm not saying you know that that's obviously just speculation and conjecture for a lot of different things. But how how did that mm-hmm. part of it hit you with Marion? Yeah, you know, I told my wife the other day. She called me and she said, "Yeah, you seem a little low." She says, "You're never low," and I said, "You know." This is such terrible, horrific news to hear because, you know, even with my brother Paul, he was over the age of 50. 
he, he died at the age 52 from ALS. But, you know, not that that's the full length of life that we all want, and that certainly is not. But uh, this young man's 38. He's just about ready to turn 39 years old. That's just, you know what, it's, it's, it's too young, and it, and it was sad. And it hit me, and, I, and I, as I was saying to Glenn, you know, it hits you as if you're the father, you know, and that's how you feel because – you're part of the gopher world. I watched this young young man play and, and just was so mesmerized by everything he was able to accomplish in his career. And he and Maroney and how unselfish they were, as Coach was just talking about, you could see that. You could see that those guys were okay with kind of coming in and out and spelling each other and giving it. I used to brag to everybody. I said, you know what? We got the best two running backs in all of college football uh, as a group. We, we absolutely have the best two. And I honestly believe that to this day, that when those two were together, they were something very, very special. And, it, well, you know, so as being a, being a gopher player and a dad and all these other things, um, it's just sad, Maxie. It, it, it breaks your heart. It's just too young. Yeah. Yeah, and Thomas Tepe was the third running back. They had to move him to fullback because those two were so good. Tepe had a great career yeah. cut short by injuries in the NFL as well, but he could have played tailback as easy as they did. Boy, he was a big, strong guy. I remember him as well. Imagine that we have those three as, as running backs, right? I, I, All you know, three with, with, with real good NFL careers, you know? I mean, Maroney absolutely. did maybe live up to a first-round pick, but he, he, did, he played in the Super Bowl did some things. He was certainly a special running back, especially in college. I, I, I just really enjoyed those guys. It was just uh, it was something special when they were on the field. It really was, and I know Glenn felt the same way. He he did a great job of, of keeping guys in state, going out and getting other guys, and just an amazing job recruiting. Yeah, back in the day, man, and remembering that yeah. life and much more. We come back, a Minnesota Viking that's got a second. They called the side hustle, but it looks like it's got some uh, <laughs> potential, and his father wasn't a bad player in the NFL either. We'll visit with him when we come back. Twins at 1130 against Toronto. You're listening to The Huddle on News Talk 830 WCCO.